Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hey there, and welcome to episode 37 of the Craft to Career podcast. This week, we have Lynn Lee of Lamb and Loom Fabrics. Lindley is someone who, in just a couple of years, has had really great success opening an online fabric store. So I invited Lindley to come to the podcast and share with us how she's found success, a little bit about her story, and you are absolutely going to love Lindley. She is just so sweet and has such an eye for beauty. Before we jump into meeting Lindley and hearing her story, there's a couple of exciting things. First is a reminder that you have a chance to win a bundle of mixers. These are made especially for women and they're different drink packets. I'm giving away some Her Mixer Greens. They're your daily amount of greens that you need. Um, Her Power, and these are, it's not caffeinated, but it's an energy, all natural drink packet that'll get you through the day. And the last is a Her Vitamin. It's a mixers that has your daily vitamins. And these are all delicious flavors that you are going to love. So to enter to win that bundle of drink packages, all you need to do is leave a review for the podcast. And that's it. Send me a screenshot or just leave a review and you are entered to win. And if you have already left a review, you are already entered to win. The next exciting thing is that I am getting ready to open the craft to career course. So this opens once a year in February, and this is a course where it is a deep dive into how to grow your business. We talk about things from narrowing your niche, which as scary as it is, is very crucial to marketing, to selling things so that people want to buy them, how to grow an audience, create an email list and grow that email list. All the things that we talk about on this podcast, I will show you how to do that and help you find success with that. I am really looking forward to meeting those who are going to join me in the 2022 Craft a Career course. And speaking of leaving a review, we have a new review from Katie at Perennial Crafts. Katie says, my weekly motivation. This is an overdue review because I'm a consistent listener. The only thing more valuable than the actual tips and advice is the dose of positivity and motivation. We all have days of doubt, but not on Craft to Career Fridays. Thanks, Elizabeth, for always sharing genuinely. Katie, thank you so much for your review. I love that this podcast brings positivity and motivation. That seriously makes me happy, and I'm so glad to hear that. So go ahead and be sure to leave your review and that will enter you into winning the Mixers Bundle of Drinks. And now let's jump in and let me introduce you to Lindley of Lamb and Loom Fabrics. Lindley, thank you so much for being here on the podcast, the Craft Your Career podcast. Thank you, Elizabeth, for having me. Yeah. So for our listeners, this is Lindley of Lamb and Loom, and we met in 2020 at Quilt Con. Yeah. And then we've kind of kept in touch. Recently, we went to dinner. We both live in the Houston area, mm-hmm. which we're like two hours apart. You right. know? <laughs> so we're in the same area. But um, 
Lindley is so sweet to come and be here on the show. She is just one of the sweetest people. She exudes sweetness and goodness. And I wanted to have her on the podcast to share about her business and how she's had success in such a short period of time. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm curious if you can share with us how you decided to start your online fabric shop. Sure. Um, it's just quite exciting. Um, it's been an exciting journey. Um, I started sewing when I was pregnant with my daughter about three and a half years ago. And I started to sew and I just realized, oh, there's so many pretty fabrics out there. And I want to buy all of them and make all of the pretty dresses. And as a little girl, um, I remembered how I want to dress my dolls, how I wanted to make stuff for, for, for my for my dolls. And I I just started to have that um, interest from the back of my mind coming coming alive. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna sew. And and then I realized that I just want more fabrics. <laughs> Why don't we start a fabric <laughs> shop? <laughs> and my family, uh, my husband and my mom and dad and all that, um, they are very supportive of me. And um, so that's how we started. So I'm curious if, I mean, it's kind of a, a nerve wracking thing for some people to take that leap. So do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Have you always been adventurous? I would say I was always been adventurous, but I never saw myself as a business entrepreneur. If you ask me like three, four years ago, <laughs> um, my dad was pretty adventurous. He was an investor. So I saw that growing up and I liked that about him. And when I um, came to United St uh, States to study when, when I was 20 from China, I took an adventure myself and I never looked back. So I love new things. I love new adventures. Yeah. So the business is a, probably one of the biggest adventures so far. Yeah. And your, your parents and everything, they're like, go spread your wings, go to America, start a business. They've been supportive of all of these things. They have. Um, actually, actually, as um, pandemic in 2020, my mom and dad were kind of stuck in the United States. They can't go back home. The flights were not available. So they were here helping me and help my shop. And in the meantime, they were super supportive. And so is my husband. And he had the small business dream um, a few years ago as well. So um, when we were doing the fabric, he was like, yeah, I think this is this might be it. <laughs> yeah. And he had toyed with for a little bit, like taking that on full time. Is that right? He did working for some time, not full time. He started to building um, furnitures uh, for our house. And he, he is a great craftsman, craftsman too. And he had, has an eye for art and the entre, has the entrepreneurial spirit as well. Yeah, so... Before I started Lemon Loom Fabrics, um, he was thinking maybe we'll do something with the woodworking and start a business there too. But with a handmade business, it's a little challenging with customer orders and stuff. Um, so that um, they didn't, it didn't go as well as the fabric shop. Yeah. Well, you're both very creative and artistic and you Thank crafty. You. That's kind of cool. And he's making clappers for Lemon Loom, so... <laughs> Oh, that's where they come yeah. from. I didn't right. know he made those. And yeah, he, he don't you have like uh, your logo that he like burns on it? Or how does he do that? Yeah, we ordered this. Um, what's it called? It's an iron, branding iron. Mm -hmm. And we or ordered it. So you heat it up on the torch and you stamp on the wood. <laughs> that is that's so cool. 
Uh, I honestly was like, where is she getting those wholesale from? But your husband makes them. That he is does. So cool. Well, now I feel like I need to get one just because that is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. So, okay, you started your company, was it in 2020 that it started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I started in 2019 and like in the end of the summer, but um, I, it was back uh, a very small Etsy shop. I just had maybe two boxes of fabrics, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really started to um, work with quilters and uh, market towards quilters uh, after QuiltCon 2020. Oh, before that, was it more garment just to anyone or? Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> I have no idea. because <laughs> I didn't even know all, all, all the quilting world out there until QuiltCon, honestly. How did you decide to go to QuiltCon? Mm, I met Brittany uh, Lloyd in January online. Mm-hmm. And I heard that she's going to QuiltCon. And QuiltCon was in Austin, was, which was like three hours away from me. And yeah, we just, and I just drove there without knowing anything about it. <laughs> How funny. So was that when you were kind of like, whoa, this is a big world that I didn't know about? Exactly. <laughs> Huh, that's really cool. I did not know that. Yeah. So what, okay, it's a fairly young business, right? At the time of this recording, it's 2021. So Mm -hmm. less than two years and you've had really great growth as far as what I can see on Instagram, but it seems like you've had great success. What would you attribute that to? What's helped you grow? Yeah, um, I love to share. Um, I think the timing was really important uh, when I was about to finish setting up my online shop in February 2020 or early um, May, uh, March 2020, pandemic was started to hit and quilters and crafts sewers started to stay home and sew and they need all the supplies and all the fabrics to make their projects. And I just uh, have the shop set up and ordered all the art gallery, pure solids, yeah, it was the great timing. I don't know how it happened, but um, the time was right. It was good timing. Mm-hmm. And you also do some great collaborations with quilters. Has that helped you? Yes, definitely. Um, I work with uh, quilt pattern designers and I highlight their patterns and they use my fabric to make this great looking quilt. And so it helps both parties. And we have great pictures to present to our customers and just as a win-win for for both of us. Yeah. So also, I mean, our listeners might be thinking, oh, I should reach out and do a quilt kit. But Mm -hmm. you do have two young kids at home. You know, there's only so much time in a day. How do you decide who to work with and who to make a kit for? That's a great question. I wish I can (laughs) take all the requests and make all the kits I want. But yeah, like you said, I have a five-year-old and three-year-old at home, and I started homeschool, schooling them. Um, so I really had to <laughs> pick and choose what I want to do um, with my limited time. So sometimes I go on um, their Instagram or their website and see their past patterns and see their photos, how they have um, done in the past, and then started to go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel bad to tell people no, but I just wish I have 50, 60 hours a day to work. Um, well, and you're a business too. Like, 
you're taking, it's a financial risk for you to buy the fabric and Mm -hmm. to put that kit out. And so you have to know that it's going to sell well, you know, and do well. So how do you look up like uh, any of their past patterns and look up hashtags to see if there's a lot of people posting or how do you see if it's been successful in the past? Um, All right. (laughs) I think uh, for as far as that I really had to go with my heart and see the uniqueness of the pattern. Sometimes um, the past patterns could be a, you know, a cause or, you know, uh, risk factors. But when sometimes um, pattern designers reach out and they show me this awesome patterns that I can't say no to, you know, I just, just have to ditch everything and jump on it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. As a designer, I'm like, I want to create something like that, that someone has to, can't say no to, you know? <laughs> I think it always also helps if uh, the pattern designer offers multiple color versions, like give you a visual um, options. So you don't mm-hmm. have to already play with your fabrics to invest more of time. Like they already did this for you. Say, hey, this is these, these are the options. And, you know, they just can offer what this pattern can offer, you know, so to speak. Okay. That's big. I want to touch on that for a second. Mm -hmm. I I try to tell people a lot when you reach out to someone to do collaboration, just make it as easy for them as possible. Yeah. And that's one way to do that is to make a bunch of mock-ups and say, here's a bunch of different. So like you said, to take the work away from you. So you don't have that work to do. Yeah. Do you ever say like, I love this. What would it look like in this fabric line? And then the designer goes and mocks it up with that fabric line. Yeah, they do. Um, usually because they're already doing the mock-ups on their computer. So it's probably easy to just put the digital swatches um, on their computer. So if they uh, come back with the design and I, and I like, oh, this looks good and let's do that. And it will be easy for, for me and just more feasible. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned with COVID starting, you know, everyone's at home, your sales went up. Have you seen a dip in sales of fabric since the world's, you know, opening back up again, or has it stayed consistent? Yeah, this year, um, especially this summer, I think people start to travel and um, they're spending their money on more uh, vacation, like it's travel related things. And there was um, a job, um, a fall in sales, but but also see my customers like that regular customers coming back and sticking with us. So that's super, uh, super awesome. Um, yeah. And also as a small shop, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have the stress to sell a ton. Like uh, I'm okay with some brief, some time off. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice sometimes like, okay, let me just take a breath here. And yeah. <laughs> This is true. Okay. You mentioned too that you had a shop in Etsy. Do you yes. still use Etsy? Uh, I don't. I stopped Etsy September 2020. Um, and it was a good way, a good meth, good place to start a business because I didn't have anybody know about my shop um, in 2019. But as the website sales has gone up and it's just really hard to keep inventory straight in both places. And sometimes um, my Etsy customer place an order with a fabric that's already sold out on the website. It's just mm-hmm. not the best experience to tell the customer, Hey, sorry, we have sold this out. You know, um, 
yeah, I'll be fine. It's just too messy to to deal with. So, and my customers, like repeating customers, have have found us on the website. So, uh, it was not a big deal now that Etsy yeah. is not there anymore. Yeah. On your website, it's kind of nice to have a website where you have like an about me and you can share a little bit about yourself. Do you do that as well? Yeah, I haven't edited that page since I <laughs> started the website, um, but it was it was good. I think it was more um, personal. It's not like, oh, I'm borrowing a space on a on an on the market, but it's like my own shop. It's my own website. It's my own address. And I can set the rules there. Mm -hmm. And um, people um, go on there and find uh, our shop policies and stuff. It's all in one place. And I I, like, as a, as a, just a person, you know, I try to be honest and try to be um, the best customer service possible. So if there's any problems, like we'll try our best to refund or to, you know, um, exchange, but, but on, on the third party, like on Etsy or where, wherever, sometimes they feel like, oh, I need to resolve this in a higher, higher court. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, but I feel like as an honest business, uh, business woman, as a, you know, business that we want to keep, keep going, you know, we will be fair to our customers and there's no, there should not be this trust issue that oh I'm shopping on your website and I don't get my order and what I get, what what I do next you know mm -hmm. and it's more personable they're contacting you it's not yeah. through this middleman and right yeah I can see that so when we went to dinner uh, your outfit was just so cute I reached out afterwards like where did you get this where did you get this <laughs> unfortunately so I think your your shirt was from China I'm like yeah. darn it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> and like your fabrics, you just, you have a really good eye. So is this learned? Is it just natural? What, what is your style? Well, thank you for your kind words. <laughs> I, I always liked artsy stuff when I was, was, when I was a young girl, I mentioned that maybe in the past that I wanted to study art and my dad would let me. He want me to choose a career path that's normal <laughs> that I can feed myself and my family. <laughs> so, um, but always uh, in my heart, I want to do do creative things, and and I like to read magazines. I like to look at pictures and just nature and all these things. It just is inspiring to me, and. Uh, I would say, Jack, I, I went with my heart whenever I decided what fabrics to carry and what bundles to put out and what kids to put out. Um, I do have to train my eyes to see pretty things um, occasionally or maybe all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. um, to see what's trendy there. But I think overall, it's six cents <laughs> yeah it's kind of intuition yeah I just feel like some people have that gift where they know how to combine colors or fabrics and if you had to pick like a favorite designer or a color palette what would that be I, it's really hard to say I can't pick one <laughs> a lot of times I like a muted color schemes and just so calm and so you know looks good in a bedroom you know it doesn't just give you such a, mm -hmm. um, a surprise, you know, but sometimes like when I go into my kids' room, I'll be imagining a really colorful and fun quilt for them. And I love, um, I think my favorite designing team probably is Ruby Star Societies. 
um, the ladies are really bold in their designs and colors are really poppy and very bold. And but yeah, but there's also a place for solids, and a lot of my customers love solid solid quilts. And it look good because quilts already, you know, small pieces. So sometimes mm -hmm. the solids really brings out the design. Um, yeah, I like that too. Which I didn't know till recently. I guess like using solids is a very modern thing. And then using a solid mm. white background is very modern. Oh. I didn't know that. I, I didn't kinda know. Knew. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm more of a modern quilter then. <laughs> I didn't even know that that's what made it modern. Um, okay. Your photos. I feel like if I, if I had to say your Instagram is successful for a few reasons. One, the collaborations that you do, but mm. two, well, two, the choices, you have a good eye. You pick, pretty things but three your photos are really good so can you share photo tips or your process for taking photos what you use for a backdrop that kind of thing yeah sure um, I have a Sony DSLR camera um, that I had it for a long time I always like to take pictures but not any products before but so when I started to take product photos I had to study like what's the best lighting and what's what's the best angle to do um, to take those photos and I think I find it good to um, the the fabric or the product to be under shade like directly under shade I take it uh, outside so it's all natural lighting and I edit on uh, Lightroom to tweak the colors so it's representing the true colors um, and I think the third thing is the layout like how you want you want to keep the focus, the main focus, and not too many distractions. Um, but an interesting layout will grab um, audience attention as well. Um, so just how you want to present it, it's, it's a visual communication thing. Um, how you want people to see it is how you presented it. See, that's where your sixth sense comes in. When you say you studied, was this a study of like you took a course or just trial and error or... Uh, it's trial and error. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have an eye. So you have an eye and being able to create like a feel where someone looks at your photo and they want to buy it. That comes naturally for some people like for you, you know, so thank you. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I thank God for the gift. <laughs> yeah. And Lightroom, it's interesting you say you want it to be true to the color because honestly, I've made a quilt before and I did not like one of the fabrics that I used, but I found mm -hmm. if I tweaked it a little bit, I could make the photo look like it was a different fabric. But then oh. people would be like, oh, what fabric did you use? I'm like, no, don't use the fabric I bought. This picture is not, <laughs> not indicative of that. But, I mean, I'm sure you've seen that. If you tweak it a little bit, it can look like a totally different. But when you're selling fabric, it's got to look true to that color. That's right. That's right. And sometimes when the lighting is not good and it's it just reflects the, the whole picture because the colors are not showing the real colors. And I had to retake it the next day. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want someone to buy it and be like, wait a minute, this looks yeah. different, you know. Right. Yeah. So uh, we had chatted before that you have recently hired people to help you. Can you tell yes. us about that? Yeah, hiring was kind of scary at first because you know I was just holding on to everything. It's like I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. 
So I started outsourcing fulfillment. I um, had a part-time college girl cutting my fabrics and kits and just processing orders. And she's been doing really well. And, um, And now I'm training her to do more of the... Um, computer side, like um, on the spreadsheet, um, got like new inventories and kits and the bundles, like recorded, like what's in each each bundle, each kit. Yeah, so I still do most of my um, photos like, and um, emails and color editing and all that. And the fulfillment was really a big burden to me when my mom and dad went back home. I was like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> these kids are dragging my pants. <laughs> can't cut fabrics. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was really relieving um, to have people help me. And it's also good to give them a job, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, one of my workers right now, she, she, um, her daughter just started going to uh, first grade and she's living like really close to me. And she, so she comes to my house every morning to cut fabrics and she, she and I are best friends. <laughs> so oh, we chat, awesome. we chat and she cut fabrics and, you know, we're just friends. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. It's really neat to hear all the different, how it works to hire someone and what that looks like, you know? Yeah, so far, all the inventories in my house, I don't trust any strangers to come in. Mm-hmm. Well, and hiring people is such a, because this is your baby, you know, your business, mm-hmm. and to let someone else take over part of that, like, yeah. ooh, it's very scary, you know? It but. is, it is. But part of me just had to really let go because I, I just kept, it's humbling to, 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 rec- to say that I can't do all the things. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. And at a certain point, you can't grow anymore. You're kind of stuck unless you can yeah. get some help. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm curious if you can share with us how you came up with the name Lamb and Loom. Yeah, sure. So when I, I was I was telling y'all, um, I started sew for my little girl, and I wanted to carry children's fabrics strictly in the beginning. Um, because I thought everybody should sew for kids. They're so cute, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about what kind of animals would I, you know, it would be cute in the name. And I remember that um, Jesus is the Lamb of God, and in First Peter, uh, it says, um, "The precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish and spot." And I thought we're just perfect because it's just represent who our business is about. We want to honor God and honor Jesus. And this is our, the center of our life. And this the center of, and God is the center of our business. I love that. And do you feel Thank like you. with having God at the center of your business, how does that shape what you do and moving forward, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because this, if you ask me where I want to see my business like half a year ago, last year, you know, I probably would would have told you a totally different vision because I wanted to grow. I wanted just to see it bloom, just all the possibilities out there. But this year when, when I was struggling to, to make a decision where my a kid's education will be, I have really submitted to God and I've decided I'm going to uh, invest my time to homeschool my kids. 
So I have given the business to God, <laughs> mm-hmm. if it, wherever He wants to take it, and I'm willing to 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 go and follow follow wherever He leads us. Um, so I, if you if you ask me where I'm seeing my business, I tell you I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. where, wherever He's taking taking me, taking our taking our family, um, it's going to be great. Um, yeah. How is that for you? Have you seen that enough in your life work out where you're comfortable or is there still a part of you that's like, okay, this is unknown. We're just going to trust that things are going to work out, you know? Yeah. As I, when I first made that decision of, as I first, you know, surrender to God and give this business up to him, it was scary because I'm like, Oh, is God really going to close my business? <laughs> yeah, because I, I pray, hey, God, if you want me to close business, you know, take it, you know. And I, and I, as I said it, I was like, ooh, what did mm-hmm. I just say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really mean it. I don't really mean it. <laughs> um, but see, but then, and, and I was just chatting with my friend and I told her about all the stress and all the things. And my friend just jumped in and volunteered. Hey, do you want me to come work for you? It was just out of nowhere. I did not offer her a job. I did not want, you know, I just just telling a friend and she's like, oh, my daughter's going to school and I'll have all this free time. And she just, I can help, come help you. And she is the perfect help. She's very responsible and she, oh, I can't thank her enough. Her name is Zhang Feng and she is the one who cut all your fabrics <laughs> right now and send all the fabrics. And it's just, God just provides. Like, I don't know how it works, but he just made it happen. And I see my family life now being so, so much calmer and so peaceful and I had my kids yelling at me still but I can really see them as blessings from the Lord and um, love them in a way that God would have loved them Um, so that's great because I wouldn't have done that last year with all the stress and yeah it's totally how God helped me Mm -hmm. and that work-life balance is the permanent question that people have and so being able to just trust that God's going to figure and it's worked. It's working for yes. you. Yes. Working for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't trust in working life balance. There's never a balance. You just right. have to pick your priority. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Lindley, thank you so much for being yeah, here. Sure. So thank fun you. to hear from you. If our listeners want to find you, where, where can they find you? They can find us at lemonloomfabrics.com or lemonloomfabrics on Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lindley, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You are just such a pleasure. You, Your kindness, your sweetness, your goodness exudes, and you have just some great business tips. You've got a really great eye, sense of style, and just really fun to hang out with. So thank you for being here. Be sure to join next week where we are going to talk about making goals for your business. We have a special guest and friend of mine, Brittany Schroeder. She's a business coach and she is just really great at being organized and helping business owners. So you are in for a treat. I cannot wait to share our conversation next week. Until then, have a wonderful week and we'll see you later.